The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. From Richard Flint International. Deep inside you, there's a power. A power you can use to meet every challenge, every roadblock, conquer every obstacle life throws at you. A power to be happy, fulfilled, successful. A power to be everything you want to be. Now, meet the man who wrote the book on human behavior. Behavior never lies. The man who can teach you how to unleash your own power to be. Ladies and gentlemen, Richard Flint. Hey, Richard Flint here, and thank you for being a part of this Hour to the Power to Be. And uh, this is a continuation of our show we did last week. Um, We've been talking about some parts of your life that I have found create uh, some interesting struggles for the human personality. We've talked about... uh, Success. And we've talked about foundational principles that truly successful people live by in order to not only be successful, but maintain their success. We also talked about um, achieving more in your life. (laughs) Because there is a more for you, but it's there, but you have to want it. You got to stretch for it. You got to go after it. Because it's just not going to show up and sit down beside you and go, I'm here. If you want the more in your life, you got to be willing to stretch for it. And then last Thursday, we started our discussion on fear, which I think is the number one. The number one emotional hurdle that most people struggle with. And one of the interesting things we did last week is we talked about the difference between negative fear and positive fear because they are different. So let me just pick back up with there, and then we'll go forward. And we're going to talk about the six fears that you live with from the day you're born. And then we're going to show you a process, some keys for learning to control the negative fear in your life. You see, you choose, and I'll say this to you as many times as I have to, your life is your choice. You choose whether fear has control or you, or you control your fear. When the positive side of fear has control, you slow down and you view life looking for the opportunity. But on the other side of the coin, when the negative side of fear has control, you speed up. And you see life from struggles. You see life from failure. And and, and you see life from all the things that could go wrong. And I'm going to tell you, if you look long enough, you can find something going wrong in your life. 
because that's how most people live. Most people don't live looking for the good. They live looking for what's wrong. And then that creates their reasons. It creates their justifications. It creates the excuses that they live for their life. So what does negative fear do? It finds the fright that the situation has created within you. And then you stare at it. And remember, the more you stare, the bigger the fright becomes. Negative fears, emotions overwhelm you with what if. And what if is a very interesting game because every what if question can only be answered with another what if question. Negative fear aligns itself with past failures and disappointments. This is how it keeps you as a hostage. Because as long as I can't let go of the wrongs of yesterday, I'm trapped there. As long as I keep going back and looking at all my disappointments, all my failures, everything that was wrong with my life yesterday, I'm trapped there. And then negative fear revisits and relives yesterday. You understand how dangerous that is, right? That as long as I am reliving and revisiting yesterday, again, I am trapped there. And being trapped in yesterday creates your circle of sameness. Because you can't go forward, you cannot improve your life while you're standing in yesterday. So, as long as you view your life through negative fear, you're trapped in hiding from what you have been frightened by. Positive fear, on the other hand, is different. And remember what we talked about. Positive fear comes in the form of being nervous, being anxious. What does positive fear do? It finds what the fear is teaching you, because in every moment of positive fear, there is a lesson. It will enlist other positive emotions to support you. It allows your pace to slow down and to keep you in control. And then positive fear refuses to let yesterday rule your life. And we talked about why people run from fear. And when we came to the end of our show last week, I'd given you a list of the six fears that from the day you're born to the day you die, you will wrestle with. The fear of the unknown. The fear of abandonment. The fear of failure. The fear of rejection. The fear of loss and the fear of success. So let's take each of these six fears and let's look at them. And don't forget, one of these six fears is your number one fear in your life. And until you face it and learn to control you, The other five are there nibbling at your spirit. But when you find and face your number one fear and control the impact it has on your life, you diminish the presence of the other five. 
So let's take these five fears apart. You ready? The first one. And they're in no particular order. The first one is the fear of the unknown. Now, I'm going to tell you, this is huge in a lot of people's lives. Because this fear is all about how much you trust yourself. When you like self-trust, anything that takes you out of your comfort zone will strengthen this fear. And you understand that comfort zones can also become hiding places. It's the places that we retreat to when all of a sudden life is faced with something and it presents us with an unknown. And we don't know what to do. We don't know if we should do. So where do we go? We go backwards to yesterday. Because the unknown demands that you trust yourself. Now, if I was to define the word unknown, this would be my definition. The space outside your comfort zone. Hmm? You ever been challenged to step outside your comfort zone? You ever had a time when you wanted something and the opportunity was there for you? And as you looked at it, you, you, you found yourself just overwhelmed with emotions. And those emotions were there not because you didn't want it, but be, for you to achieve it. You had to step out of your comfort zone and step, step into a world that in many ways was unknown to you. And if you and I really trust ourselves, if we have that foundation of faith where we believe in ourselves, and with that we trust who we are, and we have the confidence to really believe that we can, then what looks like the unknown gets turned into adventure. Now, what happens when the fear of the unknown is really strong in your life? Hmm? You see, this fear challenges, or it finds reasons to not challenge your routine. You understand how much power the fear of the unknown has in your life? Because we feel safe in routines, which in reality, for a lot of the routines, you're not safe, you're stuck. And when the fear of the unknown, this fear is strong in your life, it will present you with reasons to not challenge your routine. And what is this? This is the old you saying, you know what? Your life is okay. Man, why do you need that? And, and what if you step outside this routine and all of a sudden everything just falls apart? What are you going to do? 
Because the fear of the unknown becomes a curtain that drops between where you are and the opportunity that's in front of you. When this, is, when this fear is strong, excuses your behavior through reasons. You ever notice that it's very easy to find an excuse? Have you ever noticed that? We can find an excuse for anything and everything. And when this fear of the unknown overwhelms me and controls me, I, I, I can excuse my behavior because I can find a reason why not to deal with it. When strong, this fear allows today to become a safety net. You know what? I step out of yesterday and I step into today. But if I'm still facing yesterday, I've really never stepped out of it. I've just stepped into a different time, but I'm still bringing the same behaviors. I'm still bringing the same excuses. I'm still bringing, bringing the same reasons. When strong, this fear of the unknown refuses to face anything that pushes you forward. You have no idea how many times in the counseling center I dealt with people who this was their top fear in their life. And we would talk about their life and where they'd been. We would talk about what they needed to do to go forward. And, and, and we'd begin to peel the onion back and begin to deal with where this fear of the unknown was coming from. And all of a sudden, it was like you, you hit a shutoff valve in their life. Because they didn't want to face it. Because to face it, meant they had to admit to it. And to admit to it meant that they had to do something about, about it. So it was easier to stay trapped than it was to do the things that would allow them to go forward. Fear number two, which I think is a big one, the fear of abandonment. This fear is about you being left alone. Do you know how many people can't handle being by their self? So what do they do? They fill their life with others who are there to steal from them. And do you understand that when you don't have that foundation of self-trust, that foundation of self-love, that foundation where you're not strong within yourself, do you understand what easy prey you are for other people? Hmm? And what are they going to steal from you? They're going to steal from your stability. Because you're already fearful of being alone, and, and they're just going to take that and take it to another dimension. Hmm. They're going to take life from you. And in taking life from you, they're going to own you. And you've you got to understand that being alone is not the same as being lonely. 
I believe that loneliness is one of the top diseases in this country today. And when people are lonely, again, they open their self to a part of society that just races in to own them emotionally. I don't like... I don't like having to deal with people who lack that self-love because it's very difficult to show, show them their worth, their self-value. This fear of abandonment is about you feeling you're going to be left alone. And many, many, many people can't handle being by themselves. So what do they do? They fill their life with many who are there to steal from them. Now, we're going to pause right here, but when we come back, let's go a little deeper into this fear of abandonment. So don't go anywhere. We will be right back. Think about it. You can't argue with it, can't dispute it, can't ignore it. You know it's absolute truth, and it applies to every person living on the planet. And to make it official, now there's a book about it. Behavior Never Lies. Written by the grassroots expert on human behavior himself. His name is Richard Flint. In this book, Richard gives you his insight into why this number one Flint philosophy is so important for all of us to understand. It's the book that won't let you off the hook. Because what Richard's saying is that if your words don't match your behavior... Sorry, you're out of the game. Behavior never lies. Listen, if you're brave enough, get the book and read it. Go to richardflint.com, or we really recommend you give Denise a call at 1-800-368-8255. Oh, and just for your information, if you really don't like to read that much, ask Denise about the audio excerpt version on Flash Drive. Behavior never lies. Isn't it about time you invited Richard Flint into your life? Hello, my name is Gary Gunn, and I've been uh, listening to Richard every morning probably for about six months now. And he's my partner, and he puts the soul back into my life every day. And if you're not taking the morning minute, you sure need to do it. It starts my day every day. I look forward to it, and I recommend it highly for anybody that doesn't have it. You should have it. Sometimes I just kind of think about what it says, and then I realize it really does have something to do with my life every morning of every day. We love the morning minute. It's just a blessing to our lives to be able to give us a great thought to hang on to all day long. Just the morning minute for us, it just kind of sets the day for us. That's where we really like it. The Richard Flint Morning Minute in your email inbox every single morning. You can try it for 21 days absolutely free. The Richard Flint Morning Minute could make your day. Call toll-free 1-800-368-8255 or go to www.richardflint.com and get the Morning Minute. A mentor is much more than a coach. A mentor is a personal thing, one-on-one. He's got your back. He's there to ask the right questions at the right time so you can make the right decision. Richard Flint knows you stumble through your life at times. No clear direction. Life seems to overwhelm. You don't seem to be able to focus. Or, heaven forbid, you don't even care anymore. That's when you need Richard Flint by your side on your side 24 7 it can happen for a lot less than you think 
pick up the phone and call 1-800-368-8255. 1-800-368-8255. Ask for Denise. You make the choice always. It's not what happens to you. It's what you make happen. Mentoring with Richard Flint. It's a personal thing. We're back, and we're talking about the fear of abandonment. And that fear of abandonment is the fear of being alone. I know this gentleman who he's in his early 70s. He's been married twice. And each time the marriage ended, um, and a part of him went with the divorce, He wants so much to have somebody in his life because his greatest fear is spending the rest of his life by himself. And he doesn't want to be alone. Now, let me give you my definition of abandonment. The feeling that at some point... Everybody is going to leave you. The feeling that at some point, everybody is going to leave you. The gentleman I was telling you about, we've had some very interesting conversations. And he's, he's told me, he said, Richard, I just want someone in my life. He says, I would just settle if I knew I had someone that I could count on being there. But my fear is I'm not going to have anybody there. You ever watched a person stay in an unhealthy relationship because of their fear of being alone? I wish you could have been to my office the day that Mary came in. My third visit with her, and on the third visit, she looked just like she did the first visit. Her eye was black and swollen, and you can actually see the fingerprints on her hand, on her face where she had been slapped, because Mary lived with a very abusive male. And he was an alcoholic. And I asked Mary, I said, Mary, why do you stay? Well, he loves me. I said, what makes you think he loves you? Well, when he sobers up, he tells me he's sorry. Mary, how many times has he apologized but did it all over again? I don't know. Mary, why do you stay? And finally, with the tears running down her face, she looked at me and said, because having him in my life is better than having no one in my life. I don't want to be left all alone. Abandonment. The feeling that at some point, everyone is going to leave you. And I'll tell you, for a lot of people, That is a huge fear. When strong, when the fear of abandonment is strong, this fear finds reasons to stay where you know you don't belong. You've watched people do this. You ever asked a friend or someone that you've known, why are you there? How about the people who stay in a job that they know is not the right job for them, and they'll tell you, well, at least I have a job. But there's no life in that. When strong, this this fear of abandonment excuses the behaviors of others. Like Mary, it's okay. Because when he sobers up, he tells me he loves me. 
And the fear of abandonment can cause you to justify and make excuses for the behaviors of people that are wrong. When strong, this fear is a lack of self-worth. And that lack of self-worth controls this fear. I am not worthy to have someone in my life. I am not worthy to be loved. And you know what? Because I, I, I don't feel worthy, I'll just accept anybody who shows me attention. And they, they give up being their self out of the fear of being left alone and that everybody is going to leave them. This fear of abandonment refuses to face anything that pushes them forward. See, that's an awful, awful trap. Because when you have to face something, it means you need to do something about it. But if fear is about being a hostage, if fear is about trapping me in the world where I exist, don't live. I, I don't want to talk about it if it means that I got to step out of that and, and, and I, I got to go somewhere where I'm not comfortable. I'd rather stay with where I am because at least I have someone there. You ever been there? You ever known someone who was there? Fear number three. The fear of failure. Do you know how many people have been taught you don't want to fail? I had this young kid, and he was probably 16, 17, one of the best young golfers I've ever seen in my life. And very talented. His dad was a golf pro at a country club, and he wanted his son to make the PGA Tour. And so he was on this kid's back all the time. And he would tell him, you've got to practice. You've got to practice because you don't want to fail at making the PGA Tour. And, and that was just such a heavy weight on this young kid that you know what he did? He gave up golf. He told me, I love the game of golf. I love playing. But it's easier to walk away than it is to fail at what my dad wants for my life and, 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 and punish him. Hmm? This fear of failure is, is grounded in not wanting to disappoint. How many kids take a direction that maybe they don't want to go for the, for the, the, the fact they don't want to disappoint their parents? I've had young people in my office who would sit there and just cry because what they were doing with their life was not what they wanted to do, but they're doing it because that's what mom and dad wanted for them. Do you understand? These young people will never understand success. When the fear of failure has control, it becomes the reason you walk away from anything you don't think you can do. And what's the result? It leaves you with a life filled with incomplete events. 
which results in you never getting free of yesterday. Listen to my definition of failure. The feeling you have stumbled and are not sure how to get back up. And you feel that everyone is watching you. Do you know how much pressure there is on a human life when it feels it has to prove itself? Do you know how much pressure there is on people who always feel that they're living under a microscope and that they can't fail? We need to expand this understanding of failure because, you know, you've heard me say all, all emotions travel in threes. Failure is an emotion. It's a feeling. Yet in our world today, what we've taught, we've taught success and failure. So if success is the positive and all emotions have a positive and a negative, what is the negative? The negative then becomes failure. And in so many ways, what we've done, we've put this message out there that failure is not acceptable. Failure is a permanent scar. Failure is you being branded with an F on your forehead. Instead of teaching people, hey, you want to fail because failure is fertilizer that you grow from. Every time life knocks you down, that's not failure. It's simply an opportunity that didn't work. And if you want to grow, you got to be willing to risk. Anytime you're risking, there's going to be knockdowns. And there's going to be times when you're going to feel like a failure. But folks, it's simply fertilizer. It's simply an event to test your trust, your faith, your belief in yourself. And I believe that every time you get knocked down and you get back up, that failure becomes success. It's the not getting back up that's dangerous because you got success, you got failure, and you got a third word we don't talk about, the word defeat. And defeat is permanent. Defeat is when someone gets knocked down and they choose to stay there. That's not failure. That's defeat. Hmm? So when... When this fear of failure becomes strong, what's the results? You feel you always got to prove yourself. And you know, I understand this because most of you know my childhood. And if you don't know my childhood, go back into the archives and listen to the second show we did. Listen to the show on the power to get back up. Getting back up when life has knocked you down. I told you I was born in New Orleans. My real mother was a prostitute. Didn't want me. I was adopted into a family where I was only adopted at the age of two weeks old because my dad wanted a son. My adopted mother didn't want me. At 16, I was given a suitcase and told me it was nice knowing me. And I'm going to tell you something. I felt like a total failure. I felt like there must be something wrong with me. 
And I felt I got to prove to my mother she was wrong. But the harder I proved, the more she rejected me. This fear of failure, when it's strong, escape is a commitment when you feel you can't. You feel you got to run away. And then what happens? It allows you to live your life through yesterday's negative messages. And when that happens, then what happens? You refuse to face anything that pushes you forward. Listen, I lived that way for years. I am not a failure. Yes, my life has handed me many, many situations. And yes, I've had the rug pulled out from under me. But I am not a failure. I've taken every knockdown in life, and I've seen it as the fertilizer to grow from. Because to get back up, you got to believe in yourself and trust yourself. And when you stand back up, you are taller than you were before you got knocked down. Because to stand back up, you got to have the faith and the belief in yourself. Then there's the fear of rejection. You understand that most people need to be liked by others. I mean, do you want people to like you? Have you ever played someone else's game so that someone would like you? Hey, if you would change, I'd like you. You ever had a time where you went against yourself to be a part of the the in crowd so that people would like you? You see, this fear is all about not being accepted. And when it is strong in the human life, it makes you want to please, even if it means being who you are not. The result is you losing yourself, not being the authentic you, and living through the scripts others have given you. You ever seen that person? All because they they want to be accepted. They want to be liked. And it's all about you not liking yourself. Listen to my definition of rejection. The inner feelings of not liking yourself that you transmit through your behaviors to others. And people can pick up on that, folks. So when this fear is strong, It finds those who are good at making you feel guilty. And most of us can be manipulated by guilt. And it grows, it evolves through your lack of self-love. When when you don't love yourself, you know what? Because you don't love yourself, you give off the, the idea that I'm not lovable. And there's a certain group of people that will step into that world and take control of your lack of self-love. It's always looking at your life through what others say about you. Hmm? People say all the time, oh, I've heard about you. And I tell them it's all true. It is all true. I'm not going to deny it, because if I deny it, all of a sudden, it just gives them something else to talk about. When this fear of rejection is strong, It refuses. Refuses to face anything that pushes you forward. Can can you see how denial is is in every part of one of of these fears? Can you see how denial is such an integral part of this? 
Because when I don't like myself and you come and you, and I've, I've worked with people with this, you try to show people they're lovable. They, they go into denial. I'm not. And they have all these reasons why they're not. Folks, hear me. Rejection is an inward feeling of inadequacy that you transmit to other people. Other people don't reject you. You reject yourself, and then you make sure that they don't like you. We got two more of these fears. And we're going to stop, and we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to deal with the last two. And then we're going to talk about the keys, the process to learning to control your negative fear. So don't go anywhere. We will be right back. Last month was about family, and it couldn't have been a better topic. Every day, there was something that I was able to take and work on with my family. Sometimes I just kind of think about what it says, and then I realize it really does have something to do with my life every morning of every day. We love the Morning Minute. It's just a blessing to our lives to be able to give us a great thought to hang on to all day long. Just the Morning Minute for us, it just kind of sets the day for us. That's where we really like it. The Richard Flint Morning Minute in your email inbox every single morning. You can try it for 21 days absolutely free. The Richard Flint Morning Minute could make your day. Call toll-free 1-800-368-8255 or go to www.richardflint.com and get the Morning Minute. Behavior never lies. Think about it. You can't argue with it, can't dispute it, can't ignore it. You know it's absolute truth, and it applies to every person living on the planet. Behavior never lies. Written by the grassroots expert on human behavior himself. His name is Richard Flint. In this book, Richard gives you his insight into why this number one Flint philosophy is so important for all of us to understand. It's the book that won't let you off the hook. Because what Richard's saying is that if your words don't match your behavior, sorry, you're out of the game. Behavior never lies. Listen, if you're brave enough, get the book and read it. Go to richardflint.com or we really recommend you give Denise a call at 1-800-368-8255. Oh, and just for your information... If you really don't like to read that much, ask Denise about the audio excerpt version on Flash Drive. Behavior never lies. Isn't it about time you invited Richard Flint into your life? A mentor is much more than a coach. A mentor is a personal thing, a one-on-one thing. He's got your back. He's there to ask the right question at the right time so you can make the right decision. Richard Flint knows you stumble through your life sometimes. No clear direction. Life seems to overwhelm. You don't seem to be able to focus. Or, heaven forbid, you don't even care anymore. That's when you need Richard Flint by your side. On your side. 24-7. And don't think it can't happen. In fact, it can happen for a lot less than you think. Pick up the phone and call 1-800-368-8255. 1-800-368-8255. Ask for Denise. Mentoring with Richard Flynn. It's a personal thing. And quite frankly, it's a much better thing.
Hey, welcome back. We're talking about fear. And we're working our way through the six fears. We've talked about the fear of the unknown, the fear of abandonment, the fear of failure, the fear of rejection. And now we want to deal with the fear of loss. This fear is all about how much you want what you say you want to achieve with your life. Man, you know this. There's a price tag to anything and everything you want to achieve. When this fear is strong, it challenges how much you believe in yourself by putting a negative spin on the price tag. You know how true this is. You know that with everything you want to do with your life, there is a process. And wrapped up in that process are the behaviors you have to bring to your life to make achievement possible. And in those behaviors, sometimes it means I got to step up. I got to face my life with honesty. I've got to redesign my life. And I've got to bring a different set of behaviors to my life. And I'm going to tell you, for a lot of people, that's not an acceptable price tag. So listen to my definition to the fear of loss. The feeling that what you wanted has been taken away from you. You know how many people get down on life because of the fact that they've talked about what they want to do with their life and, and, and they can't achieve it? And they want to blame everybody else. When in reality, there's always a pathway that is forward in your life. Now, it may not take you to the exact spot that you want, but there's always a pathway that can take you forward. But that pathway is filled with price tags. You know, people look at my life and they think, my God, how glamorous is your life? Man, you get to travel all over the world and they pay you to do it. Yeah, what's glamorous about every night sleeping in a hotel bed that someone else has already slept in? That's a price tag. Because most hotels keep mattresses way too long. What's exciting about every night and every day eating all your meals out? That's a price tag. What's exciting about slipping your luggage through an airport and, and every day spending time, you know, waiting for planes, being on planes? That's a price tag. And I've said that when the price tags for my life become too great, I'll do something else. And every year in October, I sort of disappear for a little bit. And I go away and I ask myself the question, are you willing to pay the price to do this for another year? So what I do is I look at the reasons I do it. And I look at the cons that go with the reasons that I do it. And and. and for all these years, the pros, the reasons that I do this have been stronger than what might be the reasons I don't want to do it. So when I'm faced with those late nights on a plane and those hotel beds that kill you back and, and, and you're faced with all of those things that go with my world of travel, and sometimes I think, why am I doing this? And I remember 
because this is your purpose in life. And as long as you feel this is your purpose in life, you have to do it. Hmm? You and I have to understand that in our life, we have these things we have to deal with. And if you're not willing to pay the price tag, everything shuts down. So, when this fear of loss is strong, this fear finds the wrongs in most things. Because when I look at the wrongs, I can find the reasons not to. When this fear is strong, this fear exposes your true agenda. You really don't want it because the price tags are the stepping up points. And when you're not willing to step up, your real agenda is there. I want it as long as it's easy. This fear of loss, when it's strong, it allows your emotions to play the what-if game. And again, that's a dangerous game to play. And when this fear of loss is strong, this fear refuses to face anything that pushes you forward. We have one more fear. It's the fear of success. You see, when this fear is in control, you move from being accountable for your behavior to feeling entitled for what you want for your life. And for me, this fear is really about your foundations of ethics. I'm going to tell you something, folks. We're doing everything we can in parts of our society to erase the word accountability and to replace it with entitlement. And it seems like that everywhere we turn, this is being supported. I can remember my dad talking about the Great Depression and how, you know, there were people that lost their job, but they had a work ethic. And they didn't depend on other people to take care of them. If it meant they were a banker and they swept the streets, that's what they did. But it seems like in our world today, rather than challenging people to step up, we give them a reason to sit down. And in the process of doing that, we do away with accountability and we replace it with entitlement. Woe is me. Look at me. I am entitled to be taken care of. And entitlement is a curse. Entitlement is a self-destructive process. It will destroy anything that it takes over. So listen to my definition of success. Putting one foot in front of the other and knowing that each step is taking you forward. I didn't see anything there about money. I didn't see anything in there about things. What I saw was about personal accountability. What I saw was me being accountably responsible for my life. And every day, not sitting down on the park bench, waiting for someone to come take care of me. But about me being responsible for my life. But watch this. When this fear of success is strong, it finds reasons to blame others for your struggles. How many people do you know 
who have reasons why their life isn't what it could be. Listen, when I was 16, I could have crawled over in the corner and laid down in the fetal position and blamed my mom and blamed life and blamed everything for my situation. That was an option. But God in his wisdom placed four men in my life. And each of these men brought a sense of accountability to my life. J.C. Luke, or the IJ store where I worked, when all this happened, man, he heightened the challenges for my life. Spencer Hayes, who was president of the Southwestern Bible Company, who, who put his arm around me and hugged me and helped me to understand that I could rise above yesterday. Clyde Irving, who was my sales manager for the Southwestern Bible Company, who wouldn't let me sit down and pout, but challenged me to go forward. And then Troy Howe, who was there that night when I was 16, and I didn't know what I was going to do with my life. And I put a phone call into him, and he came, and he spent three hours with me. And he wouldn't let me fall into a world of pity. But he challenged me to understand what I was going to do with my life. This fact, with fears guiding your life, you're always battling between your desire to move forward and your fear of what if. Please understand this. If you don't face your fears, you only strengthen them. So how do we do that? How do we learn to strengthen our fears? Four steps. But please first understand this. There is a process to controlling anything and everything in your life. But you got to be open to the fact the struggle exists and that you've got to redesign your behaviors because redesigning those behaviors are what will open up the pathway for you to go forward. And don't you ever forget, you only got two paths for your life. You go forward or you go in circles. There's a process to controlling your negative fear. But you got to be willing to take the steps. Hmm? So what are they? First, face the fact about the existence of your fear. Face the fact about the existence of your fear. You have fear. And there's nothing negative about admitting you have fear. There's nothing wrong with feeling fearful. Just because you deny the existence of fear doesn't mean it's not there, folks. To move beyond anything starts with you facing the fact it's real. you got to face what is. So facing that fear finally gives you permission to make, the, make them real. Facing that fear examines why the fear exists in your life. It allows you to face your emotional resistance. And it recharges your spirit with the possibility of not allowing them to control your life. I will rise above my yesterday. I will rise above my fear. Step number two, edit the old tapes that created your fear. All fear has a connection to your yesterday. That's important you understand. All fear comes from yesterday. There is no fear in tomorrow. All fear comes from your yesterday. And you have to find that connection and rewrite the script through finding a lesson that you can apply to your life right now. 
So editing those old tapes means what? You got to face them, not avoid them. You got to expose yourself to the reason that you have avoided them. You got to align yourself with the lessons that you're finding, not fright. Lessons are freedom when you implement them. And you got to refuse to give those old tapes control of your life. Step number three. <laughs> Allow yourself to be human. As much as you might not want to face the fact that you're human and will struggle with being human, you are. You're human. And admitting that you're human allows you to struggle with what being human means. You are human. So being human means what? Facing your life with truth. You got to get honest with yourself. And expressing the fact that you are struggling. And then allowing yourself to have struggles. Humans have struggles. And then refuse, absolutely refuse to run from your struggles. Our fourth step to controlling your fear, reach out to others who have learned to control their fear. You understand, you're not the only one that goes through these situations in life. There are people who have faced what you have faced. There are people who have faced what you're facing. And they've moved beyond it. And they'll help you. But you've got to reach out to them. Because if they come to you, most of the time you won't listen to them because you're not ready. But if you reach out to them, it says you're ready. Like the gentleman who called me this morning and says, Richard, man, I've resisted putting you in my life as a mentor for three years because I've known that I'm not ready. He says, I know now I'm ready. Will you help me? You see, those who you can learn from can provide you with a friend who's there with support, mental, emotional, and yeah, physical hugs. Because those who are there to support you, they emotionally understand you. And those people who support you, hey, they have a belief that help, can help you control your fear. And those who are there to help you will teach you the power of resistance. And resisting the fears and running from them will be replaced you know with what? Resilience. So let me leave you with this thought. Fear is a natural part of life. I hope you've learned that. It's an emotion that all of us from the day we're born to the day we die, we're going to deal with. It's a natural part of life. The power that fear has over you, your life, is dependent on what aspect of fear you give control of your life. If you give negative fear control, you will design a life where fright and resistance owns you. If you give the positive side of fear control, you can turn the fear into a part of your growth and allow it to help you design the path that will take your life forward. You're not going to escape fear, but you can control it. You can't eliminate it, 
but you can control it. Next Thursday, we're going to continue our journey together. I'd love to hear from you. I tell you this every week. I'd love to hear your thoughts. I'd love to hear what you think about what we're talking about and suggestions or maybe topics you'd like to talk about or questions or maybe concerns or maybe you're struggling with something I can help you with. Richard at richardflint.com. And don't forget to visit my, my website, richardflint.com. Until next Thursday, remember, this is your life. Your life. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.